episode number 163 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tommy, you've uh, you've got a fa- you've got a fancy looking glass there. You you better tell the listeners what you're on because it blew my mind what you what you're having tonight for a Monday night of all t- of all days. Uh, blue Monday, mind you. So maybe we do need a stiff drink. So tell the listeners how we are and what drink you're drinking tonight. Bonsoir, Kyle. Bonjour à tous. Uh, tonight I am on uh, what's called a show cacao. It's a Berliner Weiss um, from uh, Gallia Brewery, my favorite Parisian brewery. It's a seven point um, number. Uh, let me read the back of it to you. Some of the. Uh, but it's uh, uh, Jeffrey New Regal avec une Berliner Weiss brassée avec des écorces de fèves de cacao de Madagascar. Oh, so yeah, so there you go. Anyway, it's, it's a pretty you're right. I don't know if that says I don't know if I'm on that because it's a Monday or because you know, Blue Monday, you need a stiff drink. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, uh, yeah, it looks, it's a fancy looking color, it looks like a cup of tea you got there. <laughs> it's it is it's a bit it's a quite a, a colorful number but actually Kyle says the glass looks uh, a nice glass this is a Stonehaven uh, midsummer beer happening 2018 glass oh look at that yeah. that's uh, one of the best events in the the cycling calendar it is indeed Back yeah I, I I would I think I think I'm going to come back this year I'm not sure if I'll make it unfortunately but it's uh if listeners who fancy a runners cyclists whatever you are if you fancy a a sportive in the northeast of Scotland, the uh, midsummer. So it's um, what's that? End of last weekend in June, typically. There you go. Which it's uh, combining a cycling event and a beer fest. What more could you want? Exactly. Well, you've answered what you've answered half my questions. Um, the other question: How how are you, Tommy? How's how's life back in uh, Tommy in Paris? Again? Um, two weeks um, you've been back. Two weeks we've been back. Yeah, I'm very well. Thanks. We're uh, we're back on the. I feel, I feel back into like everyone else, back into into the weekly routine now. Um, and actually, the, I'm particularly good today because uh, today my run, as people will see on Strava, no pain, champagne. Oh. So me, yeah. So it was uh, it was pretty a pretty momentous. Uh, always a nice feeling when you've had an injury for a few weeks to go for a run and actually it didn't come in at all. It was awkward, but no pain. And that's, it's good. I've been, I'm, I've been quite jealous of everyone cracking on this year, getting stuck in some training. So I'm quite excited to get, that's, to get back into it. Do but you think that's because of your, your night in the sham or your day yesterday on champagne? Do you think that's the secret to, to, to <laughs> the pain? Or is this just uh, a fan? Kyle, that was, that was offline chat, Kyle. Goodness. <laughs> well, right. as I was explaining to Kyle before, and such as, how was the weekend? Such as life in Paris, just standard Paris weekend, round with some friends for an afternoon of, advertises just, uh, you know, some, uh, some catch up for some social drinks, which is just champagne on afternoon. So Look at that, yeah. It was good. Look but you that. know what? It's Fiona's birthday Probably at the end of the, the month. Life, you see. Fiona's birthday at the end of the month. We're, we're, uh, we're heading off to the champagne region for a weekend. So that'll oh. be... Visit, do a bit of cycling. Visit the visit some champagne houses. So pretty well, sp- speaking of people who've been banking training, I've been very impressed with what you've been putting on Strava. So how how's your week been? Well, you know, after the all the pelters I was getting, that I, I had all my workouts. Uh, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> someone actually said that, and they, they interrogated me, and I thought, look, I'm probably really had any That's of my fantastic. Was it your coach? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just like, uh, honestly, I've, I've just been running naked with like shorts and t-shirt on, maybe something else, but 
no watching it. I've just loved the the unstructured the you know workouts that I was doing, you know, from kind of like October to December. But now I'm back in the game. You know, I've uh, I've I've been lucky enough to be picked for Scotland again for the. Of the course, we should have opened with that. I, I, you know, I was hoping you would mention it first, but I'll blow my own trumpet these. What days. can I say? I was so I was so preoccupied as we were talking about that, and also I think actually it's because it's just like it's just yet another selection for you. I had no doubt in it. It wasn't even a when when I, it wasn't even a question. So anyway, that congratulations. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's it's really good. You know, I like I'm, I never you know I never expect to be in the team, but. You know, I did put in a good shift last week. As last week, well, I didn't do 100k last week. Well, actually, I did in weekly my urge, but, um, but yeah, I mean, last year I was really happy with my performance. Uh, you know, considering the the you know all the, the events that happened last year, and in terms of personal and family life and stuff, and uh, and yeah, and obviously well deserved. Um, you know, the Chris and Jason are back in the team, and we. Yes, accompanied by John Hammond as well, who's uh, you know a fantastic runner and he's uh, he's he's been part of some of my Muddy Way race series as well, as certainly as family have. So yeah, it'd be good, it'd be great from the senior men's side to to see what we can do. Um, you know, and this the, the the good thing is this this time it's in Perth again, which was the first time we did a hundred k road race. It was at, at the same place, Northinch Park. Uh, so I know the course. Really looking forward to getting back into training. I've got this sort of increased mojo again um, with running. I've noticed. I, I felt, um, but it's 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 just getting, it's going through the motions again, you know, just getting back to that decent volume of training and uh, in doing the, the sort of sessions that are going to be geared towards getting, uh, doing as well as I can. So now I'm looking, looking forward to it. Um, but I suppose while while I'm on the subject, so that's the, the male, that's the male team. Um, I really need to find out in terms of the female team, we, uh, we've got a fantastic list of, um, you know, as in the, the, the team we have, uh, sorry, I'm just loading it up just now. I don't want to miss anyone out. Um, yeah, we have Joe Murphy, who's back in the, the Scotland team. We've got Joe Newins, uh, and Alison McGill as well. She's back and Lynn Allen, who was in the team when I was in it uh, a couple of years ago as well. So it's a really strong Scotland team that are going to be attending the or taking part in the event. And it's on the 3rd of April, which isn't that far away, really. You know, that's like, what, eight weeks? So I really uh, think you're right, don't I? We end of January. Or, about, nah, 10 weeks, about 10 weeks. About 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Yeah. So I've got 10 weeks. I mean, I say I've got 10 weeks to train. I've been, I've been, you know, as I said, every You look in pretty good shape. You've been, I mean, from what I've seen on uh, on... On Strava, you're putting in some big shifts at the minute. I'm trying, you know, like, I mean, I've never lost it. I've just, um, I just need to freshen up a wee bit, you know, like, I can't do some of the big volumes like I used to do. I have to do it mm-hmm. in, in periodized, I have to do it in a sort of periodized way these days. Um, but yeah, and, and I suppose that kind of goes on to what my goals are. You know, we, we did say we would say, well, what's our goals this year, Tom? Mm-hmm. Um, and mine is really just to, Putting a good shift on on the third of April, um, potentially do a, a sort of longer ultra trail race later on in the year, um, in sort of May June, and then after that, like probably just focus on like the fifty k, hundred k, and um, maybe do the the odd sort of shorter distance as well, just to c- continue with the speed. Um, I'm thinking of doing a, a couple of cross country events, but. 
I find that super useful when it comes to the distance events as well. You know, just that extra bit of strength and really just working and competing with others, regardless of where you are in the field. I think that's... Does that mean we'll see you at the National Cross in February? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I need to work out my calendar. I just surely, you, that, is that not, that's a work day for you? I, I'm sure that's mandatory that you, you go as a Scottish yeah, employee. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be there in some shape or form. I may as well just get involved. You just line up. Exactly. Speaking of affiliation, actually, I've got a bone to pick with you. I understand through the grapevine and social media that you were not a paid-up member of Metro Aberdeen last year. Can I've you confirm or deny that? I've rectified that now. I actually thought I was, yeah. No one, <laughs> I probably got an email that went in my junk, but it's it's been rectified. So, uh, yeah, I did see a, a post there that reminded me to pay my subs. So, so you I've paid got, last year's and this year. You've dropped, what, 50 quid in yeah, for it? I paid two years worth. Nice. So they've, I hope they've edited the comment, but it's all sorted now. Um, Very good. Not, I assume you paid I'm your Scottish Athletics membership. Membership like you, Tommy. So. Well, I actually pay a membership. You know, I pay. I pay. Well, I get it free as an honorary member, but I pay out of the because I think it's good to. It's good to. Good I mean, to feed it back. It's good to contribute. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. well, I guess you do. You pay a Scottish Athletics membership. Do, you must yeah, do. Yeah. I do okay. before I started my job. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a prerequisite, Scottish Athletics? I, I, I paid my membership for God. How long have we been uh, at Forest Harriers? In fact, you know what? Forest Harriers used to pay the junior membership. That was They're quite the, right. Your, uh, quite your, right. Your actual membership for Forest Harriers went, that membership went straight into the membership for Scottish. Ah, Club, that's cool. Which is great. You know, I think it's a great concept. And I think, you know, I think personally, I think if, if, you, if your club can afford it, that's what you should do, you know. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, well, some families can afford to pay it, but, you know, not everyone can. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of clubs out there, junior clubs that are, you know, they're not, they've got waiting lists and, and things like that. And, you know, it's, mm. it's, I think it's important to try and get juniors into clubs and to try and expand the clubs as well. Anyway, that's, I'm, I'm completely going off topic here, but yeah, I've told you what my goals are, Tom. Now I want you to tell, you know, before, just before I, I, I ask what your goals are, you know, I've already asked it. Um, we have got two fantastic guests tonight, folks. We've got two inter-district cross-country championship champions, uh, from the weekend, the very own Chris Jones, uh, the, 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 smile, the smiliest runner you'll ever see. Um, and we also have Mary McLennan on the show as well today. So you, you guys are in for a fantastic treat. So two amazing athletes um, and uh, really inspiring human beings as well. So, um, yeah, so we're going to have them on the show. And, uh, and before we, we have Mary on first, Tom, tell us, what your goal is going to be for this year in four minutes? You know, yeah, thank you for the four minutes. I find I've been in this bizarre position where for the first time in years, like literally must be five or six years. I mean, it's January and I've got, I haven't got a single race entered for the year. Really? Like nothing. I've got nothing. Yada. And it's partly because I was obviously a bit, uh, moping a bit through December with my knee again. And, you know, partly because I know it's probably on me because I'm not doing the, the right exercise and that. And, I think the sort of that te- patella tendonitis is a very difficult thing to shift from what I've read. And you hear horror stories of people who just on and off for years can't get rid of it. So that I was a bit like oh, FFS. I think I am running well. I am running again. You know, I've been and I'm you know still I ran twice last week. Ran today. I hopefully run three or four times this week. Yeah. So I'm feeling confident enough to do to enter something. And I think I don't think I'll run a marathon in spring. Uh, but actually, it made me reflect 
when I was thinking before I came on tonight, I was like, my goals for this year, when I was writing up the notes, I'm thinking, well, actually, I think my goal this year is to have a, is to, is to be able to ra- to race a target race and give it my all, you know, like, and it sounds like a pretty low bar, but I'm so fed up of this, like, I'm so fed up of the, of my knee giving way in a, in these marathon buildups and whether I need to accept that I do, maybe I don't do marathon this year, maybe I stick to some sort of shorter stuff or maybe I do um, a short yeah, marathon yeah. block. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to be, whatever I do, I'm going to, my aim is just to pick a goal, enter it and race it and be, and even if I go in undercooked, but I make it fit is to go to it because I, I need to get this sorted because it's, it's getting quite annoying now. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the race. Uh, you know, I'm, that's the, the objective to be honest. And also like, I think, you know, we had a, I'm quite keen to have a, a, a more, I've got a bunch of New Year's resolutions, not all of which I'll share in here, but there's, they're just trying to be a bit more, I got quite worked up last year with various things going on. Um, the, you know, the things we all deal with, you know, the work stresses, that sort of thing, COVID stresses. Yeah. And I'm, my aim is to be more chill this year and, and make more time for family because family is most important. Yeah. So we'll see running. Well, we'll get, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get, I'll run when I can. I'll race hopefully in the, in late spring. And, and if I do a couple of five Ks, 10 Ks before then, so be it. But do you know what I did on Saturday, Kyle? You did a race. I volunteered at Park Run. Oh, did you? Oh, really? yeah. Good. I did. Yeah. So I thought I was like, they were screaming out for volunteers. There were short numbers. And I thought, well, I've got nothing else planned. You need to be the race director for a French no. Park Run. Imagine that. No. You well, firstly, you need to be able to speak French. So that's you'll see everyone going the wrong way. They they're going opposite way around the course because Tommy's told them the the wrong information. You know, no, it was anyway, and I, I was uh, it was which was cool. Um, I'm going to try and race park on this weekend. Uh, Fiona ran it and, and uh, ran it and won it, as you would say. So oh, nice. That overall, was uh, just uh, overall, overall, wow, yeah, yeah, which was Boom. cool. So it was all good. Right. It was. It's always nice to. It's always nice to volunteer park run. But what's quite funny is you're volunteering there. And it's uh, it's two laps of a pretty busy lake, loads of people running. And yeah. firstly, I've got no idea who is and isn't in the park run. Like no idea. Like maybe after the first after the first lap, you realize you people. I was I was having to encourage people. There was a bit where the the, the course comes onto the pavement, and the racing line is actually. And where do my sessions? It's through the car park. If I'm doing a session, I'm going straight through that car park where there's traffic. But obviously yeah. for the park one, keep it on the road, or keep it on the pavement, sorry. So or or the trottoir as, as I now know pavement is in French. Um, but people are coming around and I'm giving them like a bravo, allez, you know, let's go. And they're obviously just out for a run, they're like, What the hell are you talking about, mate? Leave me alone. <laughs> and it's just and it must be a nightmare in some of these big London parks where you've got same issue, you've got just people out for a run. And there's only 45 people doing the Paris Park run, it's not massive. So you've got more, you know, so many more people running in the park. Um, but it was cool. I enjoyed it. And it's a nice, uh, a really nice community there at the, the Paris Park run. So that, that was cool. The, the other thing, though, like if people are embarrassed that they get you saying, go, 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 just run somewhere else, you know. I think they're annoyed more than anything else because they're like, you know, bugger off, mate. It's, it's quarter past nine on Saturday. I'm, you know, I'm just jogging. Don't make me feel bad for... I'm like, you can come on, mate. You can do it. Yes. <laughs> Go faster. Keep moving. And they're like, oh, it's too early. Relax. Oh, geez. Oh. Well, well, that's that's great. What was your um, you know, what was your role at the park the vol- as a volunteer? I was just marshalling. Just marshalling. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I've only run that course twice, although I've I've lapped that like I run the I mean, I run the court the route, if you like, three or four times a week, but I've only um 
yeah, I've only done the part one twice, so they were I think they were a bit uh, concerned with putting me on anything else. Um, but it was good. It was good. Anyway, so we're going to go from a park run, low-key 45 people, but splendid Paris park run, to the Inter-Districts, uh, which was on, on the weekend, the Scottish uh, Inter-Districts, Scottish Athletics Inter-District Championships were cross-country. And without further ado, we are delighted to be joined by Mary McLennan, Inverness Harriers and uh, North, well, in, Inter-Districts champion. Hello. Hello, Mary. Hi. How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, oh, yeah good. good. Well, firstly, uh, congratulations at the weekend. And, uh, and and secondly, thank you for coming on the show. This is your second, is this your second or third time on the show? I, I always get a second. I think, it might I be think it's second. second. Yeah. yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but fantastic result on the weekend. It was, I mean, it was just, it was, it's been great in the last six months. So to see you really back racing at the top, but to see you doing it on a Scottish race was particularly class. How, how was it? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it was actually really fun. Like, it was one of those races where, like, I kind of went and tried to take control of the race, and um, I knew Morag would kind of obviously be a competitor and like we had a bit of a battle and it was quite good toing and froing and um you know I felt like I could meet every challenge and I was just kind of hoping I would be able to shake her off at some point (laughs) and it's it's not that long a course is it it's about 24 minutes of of running there or something yeah it was like seven kilometers so yeah it's a bit weird though because I mean I suppose for senior women that's of the longer courses yeah. that we get. Mm, um, yeah. They seem to kind of get longer after Christmas because, <laughs> you know, the Scottish yeah. Nationals is 10K, but European standards are 8K. So yeah. you kind of have mm. to, yeah, just see see what see what yeah. the luck, luck of the draw is. Yeah, yeah. And you this, run the... I suppose for the listeners, the, the, the race was in Irvine. Uh, and then I noticed mm. uh, there was a bit on the website, Scottish Athletics website, it's like exactly a decade since you won like the Scottish schools at Irvine. Nice. Uh, which is quite a, a cool wee story, isn't it? Um, going yeah, back yeah. Um, yeah, particularly given that I think my school at the time didn't, we didn't have any vests or anything. So I was wearing like a black vest top that was cotton from Primark. <laughs> oh, no. Like, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny to kind of, and you know, I was running right down the home straight and I was like, I feel like I remember this. Like, I've got vague memories yeah. of doing this before. Yeah. Oh, geez. Sorry, so Tom, you, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say, so did you run the North Districts? I should have better research than this. I wonder no, when the last time. The so is that the, this must be the first time in a while we've seen you on the? Is it first time since you won the national that you've run? Got um, I, like in a north vest. What just in uh, cross country in Scotland? Oh yeah, probably. Um, yeah, because I didn't do short course. It's just too short. I can't. Like it's four k. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Preach. probably since nationals, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's very cool. What a way to return then. Yeah. Yeah, and I also suppose like there's not really been that much cross country to take advantage of, like in Scotland or anywhere. To be honest, yeah. I sort of feel like it's been quite um, piecemeal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like everything else in the last two years. But anyway, great. I was I was really pleased Scottish Alex managed to put it on without with all the yeah. the various challenges we're seeing, and it was great to see the likes of yourself, Chris. Morag, etc. Out really class. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And and I suppose for you, my, you know, like how's um, you know, the last, 
the last sort of since we last kind of chatted, which was probably about two years ago. But yeah, yeah. on yeah, the podcast, um, you know, what's that sort of two year gap been like for you in terms of? I suppose you've done a lot of things within that two years in terms of your charity and uh, and also your your running as well. So you know, kind of talk us through generally how the last two years have been from a running perspective. Um, from a running perspective, it's been not that positive. Um, I I suppose at the end of yeah, I suppose end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I started getting quite a lot of illnesses. Um, and then when the illnesses went away and I started building back training, I was getting plagued by niggles because my body wasn't used to the loadings. Um, and then I suppose I've had like a couple of standout performances, but I think it's probably been generally pretty average to below average um, for my, yeah, like for obviously for my ambitions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just been yeah I've kind of felt like I've been trying to find my feet again with running and um find a work-life balance and you know make sure that I'm enjoying it I definitely fell out of love with the sport a bit um with personal stuff that was going on and yeah it's it feels like it's been like quite a hard journey but I sort of feel like I'm coming out the end of it and well I feel like I've been coming out of the end of it for a while and Mm -hmm been enjoying running but the results not haven't necessarily been there um so I'm sort of hoping I've turned a corner now but I think I also thought that last May (laughs) so um this time fingers crossed crossed, yeah I think I mean I think what's been what has been particularly pleasing to see knowing everything that's gone in the last couple of years is even at the um was it Liverpool when you ran the trial and I don't I think you, you didn't run as well as you hoped but just yeah. seeing you, uh, I saw some of the footage and the fact that you went and put yourself out there, you're mixing it. And uh, just to see you back in that at that level, um, and then again, seeing you into district's championship, winning comfortably, you know, in front of, that's, Morag is in, is in great form. That's, I think you're definitely, if you're not where you were, you're, you're right on the path. Yeah, I think I probably am back at where I was. Um, and, you know, we didn't really taper for that uh like for the inter-districts at all um I'm kind of I've just changed coach so I'm in a bit of a Mm -hmm. training block and like finding my feet again with a brand new training regime so it's um yeah I don't know what I would run with fresh legs although I sometimes feel like fresh legs actually play to your disadvantage in the end yeah 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 so who are you coached by now because I well you were coached by was it um Helen Clutter yeah, um, I was coached by Helen for two years, um, okay. and we parted ways just at the end of December. There, um, okay, just, it's just wow, really difficult fresh. with long distance. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And me being here and it being remote and not really sure what's happening with COVID restrictions yeah. between Scotland and England, and um, not having a training group. So I've actually moved to Ross Cairns. Oh, oh so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of going back to my roots, which is quite nice. Um, Ross was the assistant coach when I was a junior. So um, yeah. like I remember the days when I would be doing sessions and Ross would be running alongside me, like screaming at me to yeah. you know push harder. Um, fortunately, he can't come on the sessions anymore. So <laughs> um, just shout <laughs> from the sidelines. Nice, nice. Well, that's, that's class. That's a super, that's a super talented um coach and, and and also you know obviously his athletes as well with um with with um Megan Megan, Megan. Yeah, well, for Megan. you to be that as an I mean for you then now to have that a role model or not I know I'm not you know what I mean like a sort of almost a senior figure to look up to for something like Megan is so uh that must be 
such a great place to be. Sure. I mean, I think we could probably look up to each other. <laughs> you know, I, I, I never achieved anything like what she's achieved at her age. I'm pretty sure my 1500 PV was still like over five minutes at 19. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's inspiring and amazing, like training with her and, you know, it's, it's really humbling um, when yeah. she drops you. Um, but it's, it's yeah. good to just, I think it's good because there's no egos and we can help each other out and we've got different goals and aims and mm -hmm. yeah, can kind of feed off each other. That's cool. But, um, who else is in the, the squad then? Obviously you've got Megan. There's not a question asked Megan, but um, there'll be some quick guys and, and girls, no doubt, in, in, in that squad. Yeah, so um, there's a there's a quite a few younger girls yeah. um, who haven't quite moved up yet amongst them, Ross's daughter, Anna. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a couple of guys who I've not met everyone, I don't think, but Luke and Lucas. So there's yeah, Luke yeah. Davidson oh, yeah. and Lucas, yeah. Ross's son. Um, so yeah, it's very much a family affair. Um, and yeah, they're like ideal for running with. I mean, they're a bit faster, I think, and it's good to get dropped on the speedier reps, but I think I can help them out on the longer stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's brilliant. So, well, especially yeah. cross country. I mean, your pedigree. I mean, the fact you were, did you run? I can't. Was it the World Cross at the Denmark when they ran on the roof? Is that where you were yeah. when you competed? See, I mean, to have, to, have, to bring that sort of experience to a, a squad like that, that's that's just just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's experience or trauma, but. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's um like I suppose, you know, a couple of things that's still running related um is you you've got I see you've got Hoka or you're now um yes. being supported by Hoka, which is ace. You know, I, I love yeah. Hoka stuff. Yeah, that's also really new. Um yeah, yeah, I really yeah. went for the whole new year, new me thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um yeah, so I I kind of was in communication with Hoka throughout last season and yeah. um yeah, I think it's it's amazing to be. I feel very lucky, and I know that loads of athletes achieve more than I've achieved, and never managed to secure any sort of help. And I think it's it's just really nice to like have the support of a like of something of someone. Yeah. You know, like feeling like you've got a team behind you, particularly yeah. when you're training a lot on your own. And um, sometimes it just gives you that extra kick out yeah. the door, like, oh, these people are supporting me. I better go and do my training. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. And and what's that like look like for you then? You know, have you got certain races you have to run for them? You know, what's the ex expectation? Um, um, no, I mean, so I'm on a pretty basic um, deal. Um, yeah. I probably need to run a bit faster. <laughs> um, but right. I think it's basically at the moment it's just sorry. Good incentive. Put food on the table. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think Hoka have actually just signed a contract to be the official sponsor for the Frankfurt Marathon. Oh, next, like, nice. Years. So, um, yeah, we got an email the other day asking if we it was on our horizons, and I was like, oh, maybe not nice. this year, but you can, I can probably convince me next year. I can verify the Frankfurt is class. That is a. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've you, heard a lot of good things. That's where Tommy got his PB. Yeah, it's, unfortunately, it's becoming quite an old PB. But yeah, that that's really class to go to Frankfurt. Um, that's cool. Just to be that must be great to be involved with a, an organization that's really that is involved in big events and is involved just generally is so active in the sport. Yeah, and they also take really good care of their athletes. Like it's very athlete. Like obviously, it's performance focused, but it's definitely like they take a bit more of a holistic approach to it and really yeah. see you as the whole person as well as just like the numbers. 
Yeah. Okay. So what is on the horizon then this year? If it's not, um, if Frankfurt twenty twenty two is not on the on the plan, what do you have in mind for this year? Um, I suppose just, I mean, more holistically to continue to compete like at the top and kind mm-hmm. of find my former form and self yeah. when I'm racing. But I think equally, um, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't admit that the Commonwealths are kind of there or thereabouts um I'm the 5k time is not far off of what I've run and Mm -hmm. um you know I think it's about not putting too much pressure on myself to Mm -hmm. run those times but obviously having that little bit of extra incentive and it would be amazing to like represent Scotland on such a big world stage because you don't really get the opportunity to do so in any other context so especially in England as well that would be (laughs) that that is an added incentive to be fixed, yeah, exactly. Although people keep saying, oh, yeah, it's a home games. And I'm like, no. you're confused. Yeah, it's quite right. Quite right. <laughs> like, have you seen a map? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. So, yeah, I take it, you know, your, your training is going to be geared towards running a fast 5K in the next sort of few months, no doubt. Yeah, so I think we're going to try and kind of also try for the 10k like i think basically the commonwealth standards are like times that i would have aimed for this season anyway um and have aimed for for the past couple of seasons Mm. i've just unfortunately not hit them so i think it's kind of not uh out with the realm of possibility to run the 10 or the 5 and i'm under no illusions that there are other people who have run much faster than me and have already secured times but um yeah might as well put my uh, hat in the ring Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's really exciting. Oh, we'll have to Very definitely be following your progress from that side of things as well. And and you know, I suppose you know, from a, a similar note, you know, you're you're such a busy person. You know, you're always uh, you're you're so you know fully absorbed within your own sort of you know role with the charity as well, the Kaniska. Advocacy, yeah, yeah. So, do you want to just um, because I don't think when we last chatted, this was launched, so no, no, um, Um, we're not actually even a year old yet. Um, Well, there you go, that'll be right. (laughs) So, so I mean, uh, I I obviously know a lot about the charity, Tom does, um, but some of the listeners might not know much about it. So, if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about your charity, that'd be great. Yeah, of course. So um, Kaniska Advocacy is a non-profit that we launched back in March um, last year, so 2021. Yeah. Um, We kind of launched it out of a bit of frustration at lack of action from national governing bodies. And our aim is to fight for progressive policies in women's sports specifically, but not exclusively. So policies that we are campaigning for positively affect everybody within sport that's coaches volunteers athletes of all genders um and yeah so kind of the way that we do that is meeting and liaising with national governing body leads as well as the kind of policy teams in the sports councils from the uk nations um we also run events so just last week we had an event on female athlete health which is kind of initiating a campaign that we're running around the athletic aesthetic. So reclaiming the way that women's bodies are presented with an, a policy aim to include a mo- education module for coaches on mm. the female athlete and how to coach the female athlete mm. uh, from a UK coaching standpoint. Um, we write policy reports 
and we work with a cohort of elite athlete ambassadors who kind of help inform the different policy areas that we work in in different sports because Kate and I who's the co-founder um we're from athletics so we're aware of our own blind spots and I suppose the yeah in the coming year we're looking to change that ambassador program to an athletes for social change so to try and secure revenue to be able to kind of almost partially employ these athletes so that they can continue to do their sport whilst also adding to their CV and you know fighting for social change um so yeah there's there's a lot of things that we do do but um yeah essentially following us on social media will be really informative but basically making sport a safer place for everyone but women specifically brilliant incredible incredible cause and it's it's been so impressive what you've done and such a you know you're really driving change change in the sport which which few people can say and it must be it's not just a it must be so quite a, a challenge for you. It's not just you turn up nine to five job. I mean, you need to, particularly in a startup year, if you're not active and pushing, I mean, that must be a, a big drain on, on you know, a big commitment on you to, to get it to where it is now. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I think um, when we first started, it was pretty exhausting. I was doing a, an internship in policy and public affairs um, mm. and also running Kaniska and Kate was doing speech writing for the Welsh commissioner for future generations and also running Kaniska and we were just like you know not sleeping um which might be why our running wasn't going as we wanted it to (laughs) um but I think we're at the point now where yeah we've got an amazing team of kind of volunteers who work with us and we've managed to put together a lot of events and we've actually managed to change quite a lot in a relatively short period of time and I think Part of that might be because we don't have funding and so we don't actually have to answer to anyone and we can therefore operate a bit more nimbly and Mm -hmm. um, maybe don't have to kind of do so much bureaucracy and jump through Mm. many loops and hoops because we're such a small organization. Um, So yeah, it's sort of catch 22. We want money so that we can keep doing what we do and fund events, but we also don't want money because we don't want to have to yeah, um, yeah, clear else. everything by a board before we do it. How open do you think, how open do you find the athletics community, clubs, governing bodies generally, you know, across the UK? How, how open do you find them to this sort of change that you guys are um, that you're promoting? We've had a really positive response. Um, we work pretty closely with Mark Monroe and we'll be joining the safeguarding panel that they're launching um, kind of as advisors on that panel to Mm -hmm. deal with you know and and also like advise on changes that they make to their safeguarding procedures Um, like just last week we had a call with the chief exec at Scottish Athletics and yeah we liaise pretty closely with the all the, the UK nations national governing bodies for athletics and even with Athletics Weekly you know we um kind of drew attention to an article that we thought was quite um unfortunate in its angle Mm. and uh yeah delivery and they were really receptive to the feedback and have since worked with us on the campaign um I mentioned earlier on female athlete health so I think that yeah it's just like nobody's perfect and it's just about trying to collectively work to improve the sport and not kind of yeah not getting too worked up about who's doing the work and just yeah. trying to work together to do it yeah mm-hmm. well I think um you know like it, it's super interesting and you know as 
as a podcast and as a platform, you know, we're again hugely receptive to you know anything that you want to share in terms of messaging. Certainly, use us as a platform, and um, you know, Tom and I were chatting offline because obviously I said a short. 10, 15 minutes <laughs> with yourself, Mary. Um, but I think, because we obviously don't want to take up all your time, but I think, you know, in, in the future, we would love to like, you know, just chat about some of the things that you're doing and, and you know, and, and obviously sharing that messaging and, and anything uh, that you think would be sort of relevant for us um, and the listeners. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's what's really important is, you know, we can be doing a lot of things at an organizational level with the federations but if that's not communicated at a grassroots level then the change doesn't happen um and i think that that's the thing that we get asked about most often from the national governing bodies is how do we communicate with the athletics community and tell them that we're making these changes like how do we build trust and how do we ensure that people want to work with us and are receptive to the changes so it's yeah it's amazing to have you know, podcasts and websites and using social media to deliver these messages because otherwise they just don't get through. Yeah, absolutely. And so in, in terms of, you know, where the listeners and can find your charity, you know, how, how can how can we find it? You know, obviously we know, but... Um, uh, so we're on all social media channels. Um, so we've got a, a website, which is just um, www.kaniskaadvocacy.com. Yeah. Um, spelling to follow i guess yes it'll um, be in the episode episode uh, episode um, description listen. <laughs> yeah. good episode description um and we're also on instagram uh the handle is kaniska advocacy and we're also on twitter the handle is also kaniska advocacy um we also have a facebook page although um i would have to say engagement is pretty low on that um i think our audiences are not on facebook yeah um, very interesting yeah um and we've just launched a youtube channel because we're we'll be posting Ah. the videos from events that we've done um live recordings uh so the most recent one is now on there which is also just kind of advocacy the female athlete the the female exactly yeah the female athlete um it was so it was a panel discussion with two athletes and two experts in the field so we've got a young 13 year old Mm -hmm. athlete called issy kaisen and then marilyn okoru um both talking about kind of their experiences of female athlete health within the sport at different ages and stages Mm. so before you also uh, the name tell us about where the name comes from so um the name is inspired by kaniska who was the princess of sparta um and was the first woman to ever compete in the ancient olympic games um and she also won two gold medals in the four horse chariot race um she had to kind of campaign with her brother to be allowed to compete um and then she erected a statue of herself to celebrate her successes uh so we think that we're doing the work she'd be doing now um if she were still here nice that's it's super inspiring what you're doing mary and um again you know huge congrats and for doing what you're doing and uh you know both in in the charity and also your own performance in terms of athletics as well. So uh, when, when is the next time we'll see you on a start line then? National cross um, potentially? On Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm racing at the Home Countries International. Are you? Wow. Oh, excellent. In a Scotland vest, very good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But do you know then- what? The, I think the first time I met you was at the, you probably won't remember, I was watching the, you were at the Falkirk at the Home Countries years ago when you ran for Scotland. 
Oh yeah, I, I think was... that I was actually just home from Spain. I was living in Spain at the time. Ah, but, um, right, okay. I was I came home for that race, so I do remember that race. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a. Uh... Where is this? Where where's the home countries this weekend? Did you say? It's in Belfast. Well, we're flying Belfast. to Belfast. But I think it's actually okay. in somewhere called Dundonald. Um, okay. So yeah, and then cool. I'm racing nationals. Very right, good. Well, good luck with both of those then. Thank you. Brilliant. Well, great to speak to you, Marion. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. And yeah, well, let's let's keep in touch. And yes, yeah, get yeah. great to get you and Kate well. back on. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> Grand. Right. Well, speak soon and take care. Speak soon. See you. Thanks, thanks Marion. Bye. Bye. Excellent. What a delight to have Marion. And yeah, if you listeners check out the Chris advocacy on on social channels, it's definitely it's worth a worth follow. Really interesting, good work they're doing. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes as we said. So we will uh, indeed. Well, yeah. Kyle, what about this? Is my uh, proposal? This is Kyle and I's usual fag packet working discussion. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we go through the results then from the the women's race on the weekend? Um, before our next guest, Mister Mister. Uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones comes on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've got the well. Let's go for the senior women's. It's probably the easiest since we were just well, chatting we talked about, about two of them already. The, yeah, the the, the victory of uh, that Mary McLennan had. Um, so yeah, so I mean, the first was Mary. Second place was another interview of the the show Morag Miller. Um, so, you know, looking at the times, it must have been quite a close affair. Um, you know, Mary edged out Morag uh, 20 seconds clear, which isn't too bad. Um, third place was Holly Page as well, who was representing the, the university, the students. Um, a good bit behind, but yeah, third place nonetheless. So, yeah, that's your top three. And I don't know the overall team winner, but um, I don't know if you've got that there. It's probably looking at the results, it looks like... Uh, I think the East would have got the win, actually. So, um, yeah, there you go. And then what about the men's side? Have you got the men's result there? I do indeed have the men's results. So the men's, uh, senior men's, uh, was a win for Chris Jones, uh, Dundee Hawks, who we'll speak to soon. Chris was a very early interview on the show, actually. I'm not sure when one that was. First, wasn't he? He was one of our first. It was yeah. great that he's come back on in a couple of minutes. Second was Alistair Marshall. If I wish I'd put money on that because we know we've been talking in the last couple of months about form this guy, this kid, this kid's in under 20 years. He was representing the students, uh, Scottish students. Third place, Josh, Di- Josh Dickinson, also an under 20, representing North England, but in the Scottish uh, champs, it was Ross Gollan. North District in third place, which is a uh, uh, an impressive run. Uh, Ross always seems to be a, a on the, myself, um, the cross country. Being a northerner myself, I think. Daddy, on your East District, mate, you run for Metro Aberdeen. I've always, I'm, I'm always once a North, always a North. Um, and the same, the same goes to Ross. You know, he's right. Uh, yeah, getting the third place in uh, Hamish Hickey. He was representing the students. He's a northerner too. And uh, in your top ten is also Andrew Douglas, who's although he's representing the West, he's a uh, he's a Northerner true at heart. That's for sure. See him back in it. Well, that so that is literally just the senior men's. Um, and in perfect timing, here he comes, Mister Chris Jones. So we'll add Chris into the into the call.
Hello, Chris. <laughs> he clearly doesn't use uh, Zoom that often. So, oh, there I he is. Zoom all the time. When I make- <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, we're just chatting. That it's been about, I think you were like one of our first ever guests on Tartan Running Shorts, uh, yeah. which was like episode three or four and we're on like episode number 160 yeah. now <laughs> yeah you guys done well it's uh we're going back you know we're recycling our uh our old guests you know we've run well we're, we're only recycling when they when they when they do something marvelous <laughs> and and that was congratulations that was a that was a fantastic win on the weekend how are you feeling about it yeah no i enjoyed it it looked um yeah i'm really happy to be back sort of racing um not just you know, I was a bit injured over the summer, but like sort of remembered afterwards that this time last year we were in a lockdown and yeah, you know, the number of races that have been cancelled over the last two years. Yeah. Just, uh, nice to be back sort of on the sort of local scene. Yeah. But it's really difficult to gauge what, what people have been doing. We've just spoken to Marion. I'd say you have the similar sort of thoughts saying what and because we've not seen so many races, so how have your last sort of the COVID years been? Have you been have you, you mentioned you've been injured. Um, was that what, what else have you been up to in that period? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, at the start, sort of, it started 2020. Um, I had a bit of an injury when COVID started, um, so I spent a few months building up. But then I, I was a reserve for the the world half, which was meant to be in March. Oh, of course, yeah. And then got delayed to October. And by the time it, it rolled around they redid the selections and I got bumped up to the team. And so I ran that and I was actually, it it was good for me because I was back to a bit of fitness. Um, It was a big um, run, was it not? Was that, that was 63, 62, 63, 63, 63. oh, oh something, oh five. Nice. Um, I I remember that was in, was that Poland? Yeah, Poland. Yeah. One of the first, um, like well, I mean, I hadn't been out of the country for obviously six months, and of course, yeah, hadn't really travelled outside of Dundee for a lot of hours. <laughs> um, COVID wasn't bad enough. Trapped in Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, it was all right, but um, yeah, it was just um, a bit of a interesting experience going to a race and sort of not really leaving the hotel. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do that to a race normally, but at least you've got the option of leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did that. Um, and then last year was sort of all all about trying to get the Commonwealth time for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I focused on the 10K. Um, did, did sort of um, have the marathon as like a backup plan for the winter if... Um, if I didn't run the 10k, but I ran the 10k time in Birmingham. 28-20, was it? Or something? Yeah, 28-23 yeah. I ran, oh, and the, the world class. standard is 28-30. Oh, nice. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, nice. I, I ran 28-33 in March. Oh, no. <laughs> that was pretty gutting, because that, okay. like, um, that was like a Welsh Athletics invitational thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emil Caress was there. He actually was in front of me, but yeah, it was quite a solo effort for the second half as he ran away. Yeah, um, but it, um, yeah, it was good. Uh, 
it was good just to sort of tick that off because it's, mm. um, I don't know, but la last time around they had an A and a B standard and I was sort of 15 seconds off the B standard and this time they've gone to just a single standard. Oh, right. Oh, it's, it's going to be tough. And yeah, it was, um, it was just big relief to get that done. Yeah, hell of a time, 28, 23, that is Jeez, bonkers. <laughs> you, you sort of think, when you think about the splits you have to run, it's it's a little bit scary. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing quite like, um, you know, hitting halfway of a fight, of like a 10K. When you're on a, like a really good race, yeah. like you should be a little bit scared. Yeah. So how did you approach that? Say you're going out for a, a, a crazy time like that. You know you've got it in you, but how did you approach it? Did you go out did you did you go out aggressively? I mean that's uh uh four, yeah, fourteen ten. Nice. Yeah, I, nice. I kind of I did the same in March. Um with the sort of I just said just go fourteen ten. Yeah. If you blow up, you blow up. Like if you go fourteen fifteen, and then you run fourteen sixteen for the second yeah, half, yeah, it's it's maybe. Yeah. But like fourteen ten is. Yeah, you've got a bit of a gap, um, yeah, a, bit a, a bit of a buffer. Gap. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen ten at halfway—that's yeah, bonkers. Sure. So yeah. is that you? Um, what's the you know what's the is there anything else you've got to do in terms of that time, or is there any, any other athletes who are in the mix to? To run that, or how's how's that? I think work? it'll be. I think it's the same as the, the Scottish, but yeah, yeah. Um, Welsh Athletics do nominations. Okay. Um. So they'll because I've got the time, I'll definitely get a nomination. Right. Yeah. Then it's like Team Wales does the selection. Right. Yeah. Okay. And essentially, it's across all individual sports. <sighs> so yeah. like you you put all your sort of badminton players and cyclists yeah. and swimmers and athletes and and say you've got 100 spots, you rank them, and if you're 101st... You're not in the team. No dice. So it, oh. it's like I, I've no sort of idea on, you know, how that is done and yeah. where I'll end up, but it'd be it's probably not a bad thing to, to try to run well. Again, you know, yeah. Yeah, April, May next year, just around the time they're doing that, so you can sort of say... And even if it's not, you know, another 10K, if it's, you know, if I can run well over the 5K, then you at least sort of, you know, you're not, your time isn't from... I, you know, you're, you're, in, you're in form, yeah. A year ago, yeah. 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 Um, that's interesting. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it sounds... You've, I think since when we last spoke to you, I think, you know, you were a top runner, but you were more of a you know you did a lot of orienteering and you were transitioning into running more and uh and now you're kind of just you, you the, the progression from when we first started the podcast to, to now you know you're just a phenomenal athlete now you know your times yeah. are just you've you've gone from a top level to this you know a, a world-class athlete you know you probably don't see that yourself no doubt uh but what's um what's what's changed you know what's what's made you you you, you know what's what what got you to that next level? It, I, I, it, funny enough, someone asked me recently, but like, um, I don't think it's anything like secret. It's just yeah. like compounding things. I think I had a big, um, like, upswing 
sort of 2016, 2017. And that was when I sort of just after I moved up here, but I I was no longer in university. Yeah. I was doing my PhD, but I was in work nine to five. Right. And you know, you're not doing the you know, the late nights and the mm. you know, eating eating rubbish food and um it's just you know, and you you just for for years and years I was really proud of it. And it's kind of um fallen off the wagon a little bit the last couple of years. But if you if you looked at my training, it was like this like gradual progression year on year. Yeah. And it was it was really like the graphs were amazing. I was gonna say, I remember a couple there was I found it's one of those things that sticks in memory. You I think you tweeted some a plot of a, a year on year mileage. And it was it was and it was it was amazing and quite inspirational to show that the, that consistency is is key clearly to be able yeah. to just keep you know it's not you're right there's no secret but you you plugged away and now you're running for Great Britain at World Championships I mean it's it's amazing but I mean it's it's not like um, I guess it's just, I've been quite lucky in terms of how it's um, you know I didn't sit down in 2015 and plan or you know 2010 going back. To when I started training seriously and sort of go oh this is how I'm going to do it but like it I think it does show that you know it does it just it takes years mm. like it takes so long to sort of build proper fitness and like I didn't overdo it those early years and I it's probably me being a bit lazy and a bit you know a student going out a bit too much and you know skipping runs and but it just allowed you to sort of consistently progress. Um, yeah, I think it's a good it's a it's a good example for anyone. We see a lot of you see a lot of like quite young people suddenly deciding to they want to smash out monster mileage and it works for six months and then they end up on their arse in a physio <laughs> room. And it's I think yeah. the you know, it's that consistency. But you see, you know, you've been quite lucky. You've had your first year of injuries over the years as well. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. I- I've had a few, and certainly the last couple of years I've had more. I had um, I struggled with Achilles issues for a couple of years. Um, it's sort of 2019, 2020. Um, I'm just, you know, it's, it's sort of nagging things that you couldn't get on top of. But that was, um, you know, it, it kind of I'd lose a, a week at a time and then build back up or I'd... It, it wasn't like a, you know, six months. Um, okay. But then, so after I did the 10K time and not long after uh, this year, I started to get um, pain in my leg, sort of upper leg, thigh. And um, so I had, um, so he's diagnosed as a stress reaction, yeah. a bone injury. Yeah. And I had three months mm-hmm. off running. But actually, right. towards the end of the, the three months, um, I had a blood test and I had um, Lyme's disease. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. So I think, oh. uh, and remembering when that, when I had a tick bite, it was mm. sort of a couple of weeks before the leg started to hurt. So I might be putting oh, two and two together and getting mm. you know, five, but yeah. um, it just seems like a big coincidence. And... Um, you know, since since I've started running, the leg's been absolutely fine. You know, we, we I had the antibiotics for the Lyme's disease and yeah. 
touch wood. Mm. I haven't had any other issues because I know it can be an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah. Sort of chronic thing. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. She's your... Um Yeah, so I was, I've been relatively lucky to avoid things like that where, yeah. you know, you have a month or two out. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tended to measure injuries in, you know, days and weeks. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was from about... Um, the end of June, I stopped running and I had a couple of little sort of five, 10 minute tester jogs during that time. But apart from that, it was all sort of bike and pool and cross trainer. Yeah. And that yeah. was last year, you see? Yeah, it was after the 10K. Because wow. yeah. uh, I was going to, because what I was going to say, you know, after October 2020, yeah, you've got that a fantastic half in Poland, the world champs. Then you got two big 10Ks last year. And then you mentioned marathon. Obviously, that maybe this is answering the time I answered the question. But what was happening then? Because I seem to remember some. There was talk of you running a marathon at some stage. It was coming up. You actually, mentioned yourself. It was maybe a backup. I, I entered. I entered the marathon. I think in twenty nineteen. I entered Manchester. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, and my my sort of idea with the marathon was always to sort of go and um to race first and just yeah. go go and do one to race and sort of yeah. see the distance yeah and not because i think if you go and try and run a fast time first time out it's it can be air messy <laughs> yeah yeah um but actually that was sort of um i didn't run because i had these achilles issues yeah um and then i was kind of looking at the commonwealth year as it the 21 to 22 where you can set times and going, you know, I think the 10K's hard. You know, the marathon, I think, for Wales is hard as well. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, 2.15.30. 2.15, yeah. 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 And I was, um, I was saying, well, I can have a really good crack at the 10K. And then because of the way the, the window works, I, I could do a Valencia or Seville in the winter. Mm-hmm. Now, because I was injured, that wouldn't have worked anyway, but... Um, that was my sort of plan. Yeah. Um, I was sort of a bit, um, a bit tactical because I think Welsh marathon running's pretty strong. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. And, you know, you can, I think, you know, you, you could have been one of the people who run the time and three people could run faster than you. And, um, you know, it's the same with the Scot- Scots, yeah. like, there's so many strong marathon runners in Britain at the minute. It's, um, yeah. Oh. I think you get the time. It's like if you're in Wales or Scotland, if you get achieve the time, you're probably in the GB team as well. You know, it's that yeah. kind of level, isn't it? But, which boy, is Jake Smith? Did he which, Did he go, did he say, declare for England? Is, he, is that right? Or is he still uh, Welsh? He declared for Wales and then he decided he wasn't Welsh anymore. <laughs> I don't know whether he's decided he's English or not. <laughs> okay. Right. I, okay. Um, I sort of, I, I don't think he should have declared for Wales and then gone back on it. I think that's. Yeah, that's poor. But yeah. um, actually, at the time, I was kind of, I didn't mind him declaring for Wales. And you, you definitely heard sort of people chat and say, oh, you know, he's. He's not really Welsh. You hear it with football and rugby and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, Jake's a lad who, you know, he grew up in Hong Kong. He, I think he oh, was right, born okay. in sort of, um, I think he was born in Bermuda. That might be. Oh, right. 
but it is, his family's moved around a lot and he only moved to England sort of in his teens mm-hmm. and then ah. he moved to Wales for university. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, you know, if he's if he wants to be Welsh, if he wants to sort of run for Wales, yeah, brilliant. Let's, yeah. Yeah. you know. It's not like he was, um, you know, it's not like footballers moving for money or anything. It's, uh... yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a, na- a national pride. Yeah. Well, so that's uh, anyway. I mean, the point is still there. It's still a competitive. It is. A, it's a competitive level. So when when will you find? You said you're going to find out in the next couple of months and about the Welsh it's, team. Yeah, I think it's nominations start of May and then um, selection start of June. So okay, yeah, that'll be that's a that's an exciting wait then. Yeah. And Chris, you're you're such a you know you've got a wide range of talent in terms of distances and not just on on track or on road but also on hills and flag chasing yeah like what what do you do you know like you're you're talented at everything like what, what do you what are you gonna you could do anything and you would do really well at it what's uh what's 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 the sort of goals or races that you've you want to to do in the next sort of few months and the, the next sort of couple of years well, i think the um the commonwealth is obviously a huge thing yeah, yeah. you know you, you kind of point I was never all that great as a junior. I was never all that great in sort of early 20s. It's uh-huh. kind of been like a slow progression year on year. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I sort of remember um, a lot from previous Commonwealth Games. You know, you sort of remember Steve Way in Glasgow, yeah. you know, great stories. And great yeah. stories are sort of... Um, well, Robbie, know, Simpson, um, Mel- Robbie Simpson, Robbie yeah. Simpson, Coast, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Great stories are sort of the not so well celebrated athletes. Yeah, you know, you sort of you more, you know, the athletes that are a bit more on the club scene. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it would be pretty cool to sort of, um, to represent Wales and sort of. I think it'd be the, you know, it's it's probably the best chance of going to like a multi-sport games. Mm-hmm. You know, the Olympic times are getting faster and faster and faster. It seems. Um, I've still, I still got like a, I still want to run well in the orienteering. Yeah. I've got like okay. a, I've come fourth at the world champs, and well, you never want to leave it with a fourth. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. So the world champs are sort of five weeks before the Commonwealth next year. Yeah. So all goes well. Um, I hope to to compete at both. Yeah. Um, obviously the last couple of years with sort of travel restrictions and stuff mm. if it was a two week quarantine after the world champs it's, it makes it pretty difficult yeah where are the um, world champs this year they're in Denmark Denmark right yeah I think it'd be pretty good um, it'd be alright then you would be surprised if come that time of the year we're still facing quarantines from places like Denmark but I guess you never know uh, yeah I, I hope so um, and then yeah kind of see how it goes after the Commonwealth. I, I, it's like you say, I've got a lot of sort of things on the bucket list. Like I'd love to do a marathon. I'd love to do, um, I'd love to do more mountain running. Yeah. Mm. Um, like I, I think I, when I went to the world half, I was kind of um, joking because Tom Evans was in the team as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that. <laughs> and I was just joking about, um, you know who can represent GB over the most uh, disciplines? Yes, 
because I reckon you know I've got orienteering, I've got track, I've got yeah. road, and I've got cross country. You know, trying to tick off the mountain or the ultra or yeah. you know, however you slice it would be pretty cool. Oh, be yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So I might see you lining up at the UTMB then at some point. Well, no, UTMB oh. seems a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie, I, yeah. Some of some of the sort of. Um, stories you get from the ultras i'm like yeah i'm i'm not that tough <laughs> i think that the, the one, a checkpoint the worst thing you can do uh to i mean what put me off running an ultra is watching an ultra in the in the dark of the night with kyle in the in the alps so for sure if you're going to do it don't just go in blind i think the that, oh. that's the that's seeing the <laughs> the the carnage that is day two of an event no no that does it for me not interested no, but, uh, my wife um Dragon's Park. Oh, did she? Did she? Wow. Um, and she, got, she did really well. She came fit for a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, blame me. Um, oh, she was absolutely broken afterwards. Yeah. Um, no I doubt. It's that sort of multiple day thing. Uh, it's just as soon as it gets beyond um, sort of, I mean, she did uh, the Skyline Scotland Ultra. Earlier, oh, yeah. Yeah. The Ben Nevis Ultra. Yeah. And that's have, you done, of, have you not done one of those ones? Have you not done like the uh, Ring of Steel? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I think as soon as you miss a night's sleep, that's when it's uh, yeah. I think it's a different it's a different game. Yeah, it is. Um oh. but no, just yeah, kind of open to sort of just yeah, doing as much as I can and yeah. Like I enjoy I enjoy racing, I enjoy sort of um that sort of feeling testing yourself. Yeah. And, you know, there's loads of different ways of doing that. So hopefully over the years. Yeah. I think what's interesting is like, you know, some people, loads of different ways, but there's not many people like like you, Chris, who can boss every, not every single one, but a lot of the disciplines in running. You know, I think it's, uh, you're probably one of the most versatile runners there is. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what you can do over the, the longer distance and into the mountains. I think that would be, that'd be pretty special. Like, so. I think it's just, people stay in their lanes, don't they? I think that there'd be a lot more people who'd be good at a lot of different things. Yeah, if they tried uh, a bit more, certainly went out their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's um what one interesting thing is? So you you've also done your PhD. You're you're now you've done it now, haven't you? You're still doing it. Yeah. 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 So uh, Doctor Jones. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Running mainly running biomechanics. That right. No, so my um, golf. PhD was golf. Oh, golf. Ah, but you do, you do biomechanics, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I worked, um, so my PhD was funded by the R&D in St. Andrews, and I work for them now. So they yeah. gave me a job afterwards. Yeah, interesting. Are you still doing your run commute? I remember you were telling us, but that was a, you were parking up halfway to, was it somewhere near like, as in Lucas or somewhere and running in? Yeah, I've done it, I've done it, but actually, obviously the last couple of years, um, there's been a lot more remote working. Of course, yeah. Um, so there's obviously things that uh, we can't do in the office, that like we can't test golf balls and golf clubs from home. They, right. won't, let, they won't let us take the kit home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of a lot of my job I can do from home. So um, yeah. I'm sort of commuting a lot less. Um, right. Kind of up to sort of two or three days a week now in the office, which yeah. is kind of a nice balance. Yeah. Um, well, before just on, well, I was one thing I was going to ask you just to circle back. So Saturday, 
into district champs. So, so well, you so were, that's why we got you in the show. That's that's really what it's been great to catch up on two years of Chris of Doctor Chris Jones. But the, only said so, ten minutes for Chris. So how the how did that race go down? Because I mean, we were just talking about the results before you came on, and it's it's a uh, it's a stiff stiff field, and you know the likes of I mean, we're talking young Alistair Marshall is in there, Ross Gollan. I mean, how did the race unfold? Um, so we went out really fast, um, and like I do, I tend to sort of not go out super fast, but I was I felt like I was really far behind. Um, it took me about about a kilometre to catch the leaders. Oh, right. Yeah, it was um, sort of way back. But then when I caught them, I kind of just thought, you know, you're in a bit of a rhythm now. Just keep pressing. Yeah. Um, see see who's see who's feeling good and who's sort of overcooked it a bit at the start. Yeah. Um, and I was also a bit wary that it's it was only 7K. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to leave it till right to the end. But... I kind of got a, a bit of a gap on the first first lap. Yeah, and I was feeling feeling okay, and then um, Al- Alistair Marshall was came back to me a little bit. He gave me a bit of a, a shock, really, because I kind of thought, you know, feeling good, gap, gaps come in, and then uh, you know, at the end of the first lap, start of the second, suddenly he was sort of he closed quite a lot. And I thought, oh, this is um, <laughs> this is not not done and dusted. So I had to keep sort of um, keep pushing on. But um, probably with a sort of mile to go, I was like, I'm pretty comfortable now. He's sort of dropping back a little bit more, um, sort of just run it in. But um, yeah, I, I was kind of a bit of a shock to the system because I've been doing a lot of sort of tempo work fartleks but nothing really sort of flat out um so it was really good just to um yeah race and just you know yeah as you say it was a good field and yeah yeah it was a good field yeah. it was we how, how disappointed were you not to have uh we jamie crow line up next to you in a central vest <laughs> i think jamie crow might if he was in the shape he was before christmas he might have um had an easy task because oh. he was Absolutely flying. It was. It was flying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I I just like racing people. So like, I'd have enjoyed it if um, if Jamie'd have been there and if he'd have, you know, shown me, show show me where to go. <laughs> um, but um, equally, like I, I say, it's it's a really strong sort of local scene, and yeah. actually, you know, you only have. Some of the names sort of are a bit. Certainly, Alistair Marshall was a new new name for me. I sort of I seen the name on results, but I don't think I've ever raced him. Yeah, um, he's a talent. Have a hell of a season. Yeah, and you only got to look like um, you know Ross. Um, you know Andy Douglas was in the field, Lachlan Oates, and they're all the sort of Andy Hay, Andy Ali, Hay, Ali Hay, yeah, yeah. They're all the guys that sort of I was racing two years ago before COVID, and they're all there. They're all still strong. But they're sort yeah. of a new crop as well, the yeah. younger guys. So yeah, it's scary how uh, young we are, you know. And you you look at how old we are, and you're like, geez, they're like, yeah. when I was their age, they weren't even born, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's when you when you see the um, year of birth for the the different categories, uh, and you go, oh no, it's <laughs> after the, it's after the millennium. That that's really when it starts to to burn. I think. Yeah. Well, how uh, Chris? How if you don't? Well, how old are you if you don't mind? Uh, how old are you? Uh, I'm 30. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Kyle, we, we should really bucket him in with us, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like a master now. Yeah? There. Uh, not yeah, five years. <laughs> not yet. <anyway. laughs> not yet. Yeah. Got, got another decade there. But I uh, know it was great. And you know, just for you know us, we're you know we it's it's just great to see see you on the on the results sheet again of a sort of sort of local cross country scene. And I say local. It's you know the inter district champs. You know we're used to seeing you when you you know podium podiuming at the the national one. It's, it's cool. It's great to good to see you back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, it was before Christmas, you saw them sort of Andy Butchart and Jamie racing at the East League, and that's like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. It's really good to have the sort of strong local scene and just, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, even, you know, like obviously the likes of you as well, you know, just getting in amongst it. And you, you know, you're, as you say, you know, you're a racer, you've, you take part in some of the, the races around Scotland, I think it's super inspiring, isn't it? You know, just for some of the, the, the up and coming athletes, the, the next generation uh, coming through as well. I think it's hugely healthy to, to, to do that, you know, not just for yourself, but certainly for other folk as well. So, um, yeah, but well, I suppose, you know, we, that's 160 episodes. We'll get you, we'll, we'll get you back on in, in episode yeah, 300. Eh? 300 celebration. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, no, I, we'll get, we'll get you on the summer after a successful uh, Commonwealth. That's exactly. Where we're well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah, Chris, thanks again for coming on the show. And uh, sorry, I did say 15 minutes, but I- I'll blame you. I blame yourself and Tom for all the rambling. That Such is the rambling. Aye. Yeah, I can do the rambling. That's all right. <laughs> but no, great. Really good. Thank you for coming. Great to catch up with you. All right, no problem. See awesome. you guys. Cheers, Chris. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Superb, another great guest. Great, I mean, I can't, it almost uh, dates the show a little bit when you realise how much Chris has done I know. in the couple of years since we spoke to him, yeah. maybe three I, years. It is, Bonkers. it's incredible, yeah. I mean, even, um, I don't even think we touched on it, you know, his, um, his cross-country performance. Did he not get like a top 10 or something, top 15? I won the when, at the, he was uh, possibly, I remember he was second. Well, match, I, was, I remember that. Yeah. Up here. yeah, this is... Yeah, do you know it's actually you kind of realise that actually more has happened the last two years than you than than you actually think. We just think oh there was no running for two yeah. years, but, but I, mean, I do remember I remember watching athletes, that World Champs. They, they, oh. they, you know, they're exempt from uh, you know, just staying staying in the house and you know, there was a little bit more opportunity for, for top yeah. level athletes like Chris and things, you know. But, but what I like about Chris, I mean, both Chris and Mary there both full working full time, you know. Yeah. So Kyle's yeah, back, yeah. listeners. We've lost, we lost him again, like last week. <laughs> Ever since bloody Storm Arwen, Kyle's internet is not skewed our uh, Wi-Fi. I tell you, those those trees are still hanging on the the area. Um, anyway, you, you, we were just chatting about you know both of both Mary and, and Chris. You know they're they're not just focused on running. or you know they've got full time jobs that they also. And I think there must be something in that. You know, just someone. Just busy bees, you know, and um, being able to just get the volume, get be disciplined to be able to get the training in and to almost channel the energy and all these various things. I think it's hugely inspiring. So, um, is that what you were chatting about, Tom, before I, I cut away? Was it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, well, there isn't really that much to chat about in terms of races over and above uh, the inter districts, but there's two races I want to 
or both of us want to chat about. First one is the spine race. Um, now, a big shout out to some of the Scottish athletes that were re- running in the spine race. Folk are probably like, what the hell is a spine race? Basically, it's a 268 mountain race uh, or ultra that basically doesn't just take place in one week, in one day. It takes place over a day, over a week. Um, and it's basically goes along the, the Pennine Way, um, 268 miles, 429 kilometers. And it's been going on for a good while now, a good, good few years now, a good 10 years or so. Um, and uh, the, the main, the main sort of, runner that I want to note is Debbie Martin Consani's win. She won the women's race. Uh we we need to certainly get her on the show just to if she if she's keen to come on uh just to chat about that experience. But it's I would say it's probably one of the world's toughest endurance races there is out there. It just looks super, super tough. Um but yeah I give a huge congratulations to Debbie for for winning her you know winning the race um Owen Keith as well who I mentioned when I was doing that 24 hour race I was running with him a couple of laps he was a, another he's a, a um, repetitive winner of the race as well so he won the men's event on that too so we also had uh, Jasmine Paris on the show like a couple of what last year a couple of years ago just to chat about her uh, result and she actually held the you know, she won the event overall one one year so um it's a it's a bit it's, it's it's a huge it's a growing race um but the it's a you know it's one of those events that it's it was just amazing just to watch uh in terms of how challenging it is because it's in the winter it's over hills and it's you know basically you sleep where you can you sleep in the you know the the sheltered huts your check state your checkpoints and things it's a bit like the utmb but harder probably longer too well, obviously longer too um just crazy so there you go uh, Amazing. well done there's, there's a very there's, there's, i was going to say there's a very good um video on twitter i think shared by adrian start of debbie literally collapsing across the line literally uh, it, everything over, inc- you know, incredible to see walking that's how much it took out of her and a, a big shout out to one of our fans of the show uh, i hope he's a fan i think he is a fan christopher cowley as well for completing the event oh, of course yeah chris that's yeah. off at the end he took his staff off at did the he end. i didn't i only saw uh, i saw someone i saw he was mentioned in someone's post that he did uh, that he'd run it so yeah well yeah. done well done chris. would you would you do anything like that tom do you think no do you think I should do something like that? I can't even do it. I think I, I think you should. I, I think I'd you love should. to do it. It inspired me, but it's just like I don't know if I would be. I don't know if I could do it. That's the problem, right? I mean, well, I think you could. I think that's just a mindset. If you did the right preparation, you would do it. It's just yeah, a case wow. of. I think you would. You would definitely, definitely be capable of doing it. Um, Five it, six days of running, though. Oh, it doesn't interest me at all, in the slightest. No. Uh, as I said, we said to Chris there. Once I'm, I think that's the the line for me. If it go, if it involves losing a night's sleep, if it involves running through a night's sleep, no, nah. Um, I, I'd rather focus. I mean, everyone's different though. It's all about some people. It's about pushing yourself to those new limits. Some people, it's about trying to eat time and push yourself faster. So, I would love to see you try. I'd like to see you try again at the UTMB type distance. I think. Uh, I I'm think not allowed. I've been banned. Have you? Aye. But you're allowed a five or six day race. Find me from doing that. Well, yeah, that, I haven't told them that yet. 
Oh well, until they listen to the podcast, mind you. Yeah. Well, that's no. well. That anyway, that incredible, incredible from Debbie. Um, another race that we've got to talk about this week was the over on the states. Good to see marathons continuing to to run. Um, was the Houston Marathon, and there's a few interesting things sort of from a, a news perspective that were what was good. We'll start on a Scottish perspective with Luke Caldwell, who is a name who we knew. I mean, Luke, we know the name from. You know, was a I think Luke was a ten was strong over ten thousand meters. Um, and actually, I I wasn't even aware that he was in. He was looking at marathon, but yeah. but he ran two eleven thirty three at Houston, which is within the which is a Scottish Commonwealth standard. So absolutely incredible, incredible time. I mean, that's uh, yeah. I'm I haven't got the Scottish rankings in front of me, but uh, I mean, I don't know if anyone. Uh, and there won't be that many people in front of him. That's really impressive. Well, he's, uh, I think he's fifth in the all-time list. For fifth the in the all-time list? Yeah. Wow. Which is Absolutely incredible. I mean, Luke, Luke's been at the Commonwealth Games in the past for mm-hmm. the 10,000, I think it was. That's right, yeah. Um, so, he's a, you know, he is a talented runner. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't... I, maybe it's ignorant in, in our part, but I actually didn't know he was, he was in that sort of form. Uh, so... We we uh, we are gonna we have asked to get Luke on the show, so watch us space, folks. Um, see how well he, see it was, was testing the TRS draw. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I would it'd be great if he does come in because um uh yeah we don't we we he's not someone we know super a lot about so uh, but really interesting to hear about that. So that was Luke. Um, other some general stuff. I mean the U.S. marathon record went on the female side. Kira Damato ran two nineteen twelve. Uh, Sarah Hall set the U.S. female half marathon record, 67.15, which is um, quite a big day for the Hall family. Her husband, Ryan, of course, has the, the men's record from the same city. And in the size of Ryan these days. Holy he is. Holy. Well, do you know what? A few years ago, he talked, He went bodybuilding, didn't he? And didn't now he? he's absolutely... If you watch, there's some sweat elite videos where he um, on Sarah's prep last year for uh, the Olympics, and he's just jacked, isn't he? There you go, marathoners. All you runners out there. All you. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to shame anyone's bodies. But well, let no one call you a pencil neck again. <laughs> uh, if you decide that, if you decide that you're done the marathon, just you can, just, get, you can become a beefcake. Massive, eh? um, although, I mean, the other one that impressed me was uh, Jess Judd, 67.52 for the half. Um, Jess, of course, being an English athlete, British athlete. Uh, Alice Wright, who was. Who's NEZ elite, but she was someone who we she's run for Great Britain over cross country a couple of times. She ran 229, which is within the world champs there. qualifying. Yeah. yeah. So quite a big day. Do you know what's another thing? There's it's just um it looked to be a super quick day. Locally with Brian, I say locally to northeast, not to me in Paris, but um Brian Kinghorn, Metro Aberdeen Club mate of ours, 245 or 245. Yeah. He ran, which is uh which is I think a PB for Brian. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's it, yeah he's uh, uh, certainly an official PB anyway. I think he's run maybe faster um, you know during lockdown. Ah, things, rubbish! Yeah. This I don't mean this towards Brian, but I'm not having official <laughs> PBs. Right? This is show I me if it's not power ten. Holy moly! No, honestly, do you know also what I thought was really it's interesting? Rant, so, is this a rant from Tommy? It's out? a rant. It's spinning off. It's not a rant about the individuals, but so Elish McColgan. We never last week we reported she ran thirty fifty. Which I've since discovered is an unofficial PB because the, the clock stopped at twenty nine fifteen, and the course was short, so they rounded up the times. You can't round up a time like that. 
you should they should just say it was a 9.4 a 9.6k race end of the story to round up a time by over a minute and a half is nonsense i mean it's absolutely nonsense is that a race then was that a race it's a race it was a race and well because they've cocked up but i saw there was some chat that you know some serious running outlets for you know we are not a serious we are not a we're a bag packet <laughs> podcast but we would certainly not parade around saying so and so ran an unofficial pb it's nonsense yeah i mean i get okay when people say they ran it in lockdown again i still take it with a pinch of salt with with gps particularly with yeah, marathon distance yeah. but i think uh and course but i think when you see a, a professional i mean you know there's many racing opportunities if someone 29 15 i mean it's not like it was a pb by two minutes there's a pb by close enough that she'll break it for sure she's in ridiculous yeah. form but yeah. she's too good for people to be celebrating that i i ran one of my best sessions like on saturday uh, around the track I, I was averaging 530 a mile i did some five minute miles nice. uh around around there it was not nothing to do with the gps at all huh. gps was bang on it was around that track I was going round the, into the grass and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I looked at my map and I thought, man, I don't remember running in the grass, but I'll t- you know, it's uh, <laughs> I suppose I that was what a good saying is that, you know, when it comes to generally, when it comes to doing your training and doing races, you really do have to have an, you know, a, a, a marked, uh, you know, it's got to be, a, be official time measured, you know, you know, and, and, and we can't all, we can't all get that. Especially. Well, you can if you go through a race. Come well, on, the, do you remember no the races? You can't, can you? Well, yeah, but there's races now. There's races. There's lots of races now. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the hoo ha with the Scottish virtual road relays? <laughs> oh yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, what was it? You you, you weren't allowed to. to well, there was like they. I, th- I think it was. It was yeah. when they for the first the first <laughs> virtual race. People were doing it like downhill and net tailwind <laughs> along the Dundee. Um, along the, the, the Tay. And then eventually, then they said, you've got to run, is it the start and finish? You've got to be a certain distance from each yeah. other. And, and you've got it, to it all got ridiculous. A certain elevation drop. It can't be more than 10 feet or something. Exactly. It was a really, I actually, it was funny. You look back, I can't believe that's two years ago now, but that no, was, was, I really got into that. Even two years ago though. It was like less than that, wasn't it? True, that's right. Two years and I, March, I remember yeah. doing a virtual race about a year ago, going up and finding a hill Oh yes, I podcast, and I was like, yeah, I remember that snowing. So everyone did like a proper. It was heaps of snow, so I couldn't do a real hill race. You know, you had to get the most elevation. But I was going through like two meter hill, you know, two meter uh, snow, 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 snow drifts and things like that. So whereas there was people down south who were running up and down, no problem. So I had to use a road that didn't have enough uh-huh. uh, gradient. So I was like last in the race, in this virtual race. So there you go. Uh, yeah, those. I hope those the, the virtual days, racing eh? days are. I hope oh, the virtual right. racing days are something we look back on and just laugh because, I mean, uh, honestly, it's just. Uh, anyway, it, it's done. Hopefully, there's enough races now that you can confidently race. Well, you do hope so, eh? Yeah. Um, well, but other than that, I, I mean, I think we're kind of we're drying up. We're dry, bit. yeah. That's, I think that's enough content for today, folks. Uh, you know, we you, TRS run of the week, the TRS uh, awards two weeks ago, which was a a fantastic success. You know, as as someone put it on Twitter, the 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 equivalent of the Oscars uh, or something like that. What said. was it on the speaking of awards? Then, so TRS run of the week. Well, that's a really tough call because you're going to find one list, one interviewee here. 
Or we just say, or we just offend both of them and say Luke Caldwell. <laughs> or <laughs> Debbie Martin Consani. I don't know. Oh, like, yes. I, like that's two a... 11. Two, I, I mean, I... I Debbie I, Martin Consani, that's a big 10. Call. Luke's power 10. He's done hardly any races, so that's why we don't know yeah. how good a shape he's in. He did a sub-65 last year. Um, but yeah, Luke's marathon standard is fantastic to do... A, 2.11, fifth all-time Commonwealth Games. His marathon debut, uh, from what I know, I think deserves a run of the, you know, the male TRS run of the week. The female one would, for me, would probably go with Debbie. I think, you yeah. know, that to do, to run for 268 miles uh, and to be able to just get through that pain and folks will try and make, will maybe retweet or share the link, but she's literally bent over sideways. Yeah. The finish line to, to be able to battle through that pain, knowing that you're getting chased down by second place is, uh, is pretty inspirational. And also, you know, she's going to be, I've got to be nice to Debbie because she's going to be the, the team manager for um, the Anglo Celtic plate. So I, I, maybe I should, Give her the TRS run of the week, then let's, let's give it to her because I think that's uh, it's quite impressive. So, well done, Debbie. On the last thing, then, hashtag short sighted. So, the only short sighted that we've got to report this week is um, I don't know his surname actually. All I know, we all only know him as Flash Gordy on uh, <laughs> on, on Instagram, but Flash Gordy, he doesn't even have a club name because he's wearing a he's wearing a blooming um, uh, tracksman vest, but yeah, he. Flash Gordy was in a pair of TRS shorts at the blast running 10k. He's a vest. That's why they call him Flash Gordy. That's a Flash Gordy. And, he, he, and uh, Gordon or Gordy PB'd yes. 38.16, which is six minutes off his PB. Six taken, he's taken six minutes off his PB. Which is about, to be fair, he's about five years old, but yeah, really good and great. The great to see the, uh, that's, the TRS that's shorts out racing when, this weekend. That's what happens when you wear the TRS shorts, eh? Exactly. So, listeners. We Kyle made the call to arms last week. Keep letting us know about your uh, your TRS yeah. tartan running shorts outings because we've actually say it, we 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 are we are apologetic that you know that they are that they're much in demand and we have had requests for them. Uh, we we are trying to. There's a bloke from India who got in touch for it, and if you're that guy, if you are said bloke, um, it was who fantastic. Where yeah. was the, I saw. Uh, we have some spares, but we're. Um, we're just trying to sort out so on, so on, yeah. yeah. So on, we're trying to we're trying to get them across look at getting them across to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I still need to give Megan hers, so of course, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have got we have got limited spares actually now that they're all distributed and, and Kyle's done the the stock count. So let us if get in touch if you just get in touch if you're interested, and if we've got a size, mm-hmm. we'll send you the our bank details and you can pay like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, just you know, tartan running shorts at gmail.com. Uh probably the best place to request them because if we if it's on social media, it'll end up getting you know filtered out somehow. Uh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah try, if you do want a pair, um and or you're interested if we don't have the size, because we will probably do another run at some point. Uh we're just trying to sort out. PayPal. Uh, we've we've you know Tom's paid it out of his money. Uh, he still hasn't PayPal still haven't released. Yeah, it. I get not I I get nothing out of TRS. In fact, I'm <laughs> down about a grand doing TRS at the minute. Yeah, there you so go. I I get this is like testing my desire to podcast. But yeah, once we get that sorted out, we'll 
uh, we'll go for another order. But as Sakel says, there's some, there is a little bit of stock if you're, yeah, uh, you're one of the, one those people who've been getting in touch with us. Well, just to round off, Tommy, what's the plans for the next few days? And what, what's uh, what have you got on, uh, on the card? Work, this wise? work, yeah, um, standard, standard work. Um, and I'm gonna keep the old day on, day off running, day on running, day on strength and conditioning. Do you know, I was at the Longchamp ring back in the bike yesterday, freezing my tootsies off. Oh, so I need to get hold of, I need to get hold of, yeah, it was Baltic, but I need to get hold of a pair of booties actually, because, um, uh, it was good to get back around there actually. Um, but I'm, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and get a bit of Zwift involved because I've booked two cycling trips this, this, um, but we're going to the, we're going to Von, Mont Ventoux in Provence in May. And then in June, we're heading out to, heading to the Alps to ride the, the, called the Lisanne, which is the highest road pass in France, maybe Europe. So I need to get a bit of bike legs in the go as well as trying to get myself running fit. So that's, uh, maybe a park run on Saturday. You know that's I like the, it. I like yeah. it. How about you? What's on your plate? Uh, not not much really. Um, yeah, just trying to build the mileage up for the yeah um, this this race in the, the the start of April. So I'm looking forward to just getting the miles in and just not just yeah being being smart with my training too. So other than that, you know, just work as well. So exciting times, eh? Very good. Well, well, we'll see you next week then, Kyle and, and listeners. See you later.